I'm Robin Amlo, Managing Editor of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Jeffrey Berman, General Partner of Camber Creek. Camber Creek is a venture capital firm focused on investment in real estate technology. So I'm going to begin with a very basic question, Jeff. What is real estate technology? It's not just a brick with a, a battery attached. So real estate technology in the broadest definition is technology, programs, systems, solutions, processes that can be applied to the built world that increase efficiencies, drive revenue, lower costs. So at the end of the day, when we think about real estate technology, we're not just talking about software, we're talking about business innovation, we're talking about solutions that bring value to the real estate industry. I can get into the real estate industry and how it's going to be affected by the, the virus another time, but focusing on, on what you're talking about, this is real financial value that you're either adding or creating to a real estate investment. Correct. Would you care to enlarge on that? <laughs> well, we, we, can, we can talk about it in any number of areas of the real estate industry. For instance, if you think about how a real estate transaction unfolds, you have a number of touch points that historically have broken down the process and slowed it down. And so now, like if you look at our third fund, we have a portfolio company called Notarize, which is uh, digital notary services. So not to go too deeply into the effects of the virus, but when people can't be together and they can't process paperwork, a digital solution is pretty important to have. And so it, when, you, when you think about the transactional process, digital transformation is coming into this world at a pace now that is unprecedented because of need. But back when PropTech started becoming a, a thing, and I'm, I'm end quoting in, in the air, which you obviously can't see, the, there was a dearth of technology available in real estate. So we can talk about any vertical, whether it's commercial, residential, single family, retail, industrial, or you can talk about the industry as a whole and the, and, and the processes therein. So take your pick. Well, I'm going to come back to the, the whole point of it, the managing of a, the transaction. You're actually using the technology to create a record to reduce paperwork. And presumably, this is like a blockchain. It's a single point uh, record that shows all the steps in the transaction that is true for every party within the transaction. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you bring up blockchain because a year ago, maybe two years ago, blockchain startups were getting a lot of attention. And you may have heard about the tokenization of real estate assets as being something that was that was talked about pretty widely. And I was actually asked not too long ago, what types of companies are not getting as much attention now? And blockchain was actually one of them. And there's a very simple reason for that. And the reason being is that blockchain as a technology is going to be transformative in real estate. And the reason it's going to be transformative is exactly what you said. It is an inimmutable ledger of transactional information. The problem right now is that there's no standard system that keeps track of transactions that let's say owner A and B have and owner Z and X don't have. So the systems don't talk to each other until there is an exchange medium where all of these different technologies can speak to one another. Blockchain will not be the transformative technology that it could be. I like to draw an analog to the stock market. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whenever, if you wanted to buy a share of stock, 
you called a broker who called a market maker, who called the trading floor and executed the trade. And that could take a, a number of hours, minutes, however long. Now I could be trading stock while we're having this conversation and it's done instantaneously. Now go to real estate. If I want to buy a home or a building from you, that process is not going to be instantaneous. It's going to have a number of procedures that we have to go through, legal, accounting, title, et cetera, in order for us to be able to exchange that piece of real estate for dollars. Blockchain, I believe, will hasten a time when we'll be able to do that in seconds and we'll be able to even buy fractions of buildings. But again, until there's an exchange mechanism, much in the same way of the, of the online trading platforms that are now ubiquitous, that will not be accomplished. It won't, it, we, we just won't be able to, to, to trade in that manner. But it's coming. I was going to say, it sounds like you're describing a company you'd really want to be investing in. I, I would say so. I would say that there are regulatory hurdles. There are code hurdles. There are, it, it, it's a heavy lift, as we say in, in the venture industry, what, what I'm describing. But I think, let's talk about valuation for a second, right? So the reason you can buy stock in a microsecond is that there is a valuation mechanism that everyone agrees on. Well, when, when you buy a piece of real estate, you have to have it valued. You have to have that certified by a third party. And then your lender then says, okay, we buy this valuation. We're going we're gonna to lend to you at, at X percent LTV. Well, you may have heard of AVM or automatic valuation models that, that are starting to come to the market. We have a portfolio company called Bowery which is an appraisal technology company. And what they built was a system, a dynamic appraisal system that allows the database of properties to continually be updated. Well, if you think, if you take that to its syllogistic end and you think about where that's going, the idea that you could have that 123 Main Street can, can continuously be updated, the valuation continuously be updated, that is a component of the information we will need to have in order to be able to have automatic and instantaneous transactions in real estate. So it's not just this ledger, this blockchain ledger. It's all of these pieces that have to fit together. It's fascinating. Okay, you're a venture capital firm. You not long closed the third fund, I believe, $155 million. How would you describe the performance of the first two? I would say that We've done quite well. We are consistently beating top quartile funds. And that's the benchmark that we in our industry use against one another with one another. The idea behind it is fairly simple. We have a cohort of investors who are owners and operators of hundreds of millions and now into, the, into a, over a billion square feet where we have the opportunity to test drive technology or solutions before we invest in it. And so it really brings a unique dimension to our investment thesis that has been a differentiator for us. And actually, if you don't mind, I, I can describe our investment thesis for you. Please. So I like to say that it, it gets distilled into two questions. The first question is, can we use this product software service within our portfolio matrix, which I define as the buildings that we and our LPs own, the tenants, residents, and guests who work, live, and stay in those buildings, and the vendors who serve all three. So if you think about that, you think about the a billion plus square feet, hundreds of thousands of tenants, hundreds of thousands of vendors, 
you have this web of relationships that can be leveraged for the benefit of both our LPs and our portfolio companies. And then the second question, can we make a venture return? And I think that is something that is not focused on enough in the prop tech industry where people, prop tech is, is hot now because real estate is the largest asset class on the planet. It's historically been the slowest to digitize and to transform for obvious reasons. So we have this ability to test the companies and understand what is their sales ceremony going to look like? Are they going to be able to sell enough of their product software service that we're going to make a strong return as a fiduciary for our investors? So those are the two questions. FinTech, as it relates to PropTech, they're beginning to swim in the same lanes, so to speak. We have a portfolio company in, in our third fund. It's still in stealth, uh, so we can't really talk about it, but it is a pure fintech company that their primary customer base is real estate. The CEO, when they're ready to poke their heads out, the, he'll be someone you, I think you'd have a good time speaking with. Jeffrey Berman, general partner of Camber Creek, thank you very much.